Hey, what's up folks and welcome back to another layer by layer. In today's tutorial, we're going to take a look at making PCB mounting plates for different projects. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you guys some projects that I have come up with that use a PCB mount. And really the main benefit of being able to have a PCB mount is that it's separate piece from your main enclosure. One of the benefits to having that is that if you ever need to make any changes to the internal positioning of your components, having a PCB mount is nice because then you're just having to reprint, re 3D print the PCB mount instead of having to print all of the pieces to the enclosure. So let me go and walk you through some of these projects. So this is our latest project. It is a, an enclosure that houses an Adafruit feather and a vibration motor. So it has some snap fit pieces. And really what's holding all this together is this PCB mount. So let me start kind of taking these bits apart. So this is uh, one of the top covers. There's this piece and then this piece and then there. And this is our PCB mount. I'll also hide this, the fuser. So what this PCB mount is, uh, it's specifically designed uh, to uh, secure the, an Adafruit feather and an external uh, little breakout board here. This is a motor driver. And they're all mounted with these hardware screws. There would be some hex nuts on the bottom here, but this is the general shape of, uh, of the PCB mount. So the way it works is that there are a series of standoffs and uh, these four standoffs here are what actually get secured to the speaker cover. The speaker cover was hidden, so I need to bring it back out. So the, with the, these long screws, they kind of go through um, the standoffs that are inside here and uh, they, they go through uh, not just the speaker cover, but also this PCB mounting bit that's uh, colored purple. And what's cool about this is that if I ever needed to adjust uh, the motor driver or I need to add more clearances to several things, I only need to print uh, this PCB mount and then I, and then I don't have to print uh, the, the back or the front covering. Here's what the back cover looks like. It's got a speaker back here. There, so these two snap together. That's why the uh, the screw doesn't need to uh, to go through this piece here uh, because they snap fit. So you can combine snap fit uh, geometry along with um, you know these standoffs and these mounting bits. Pretty neat. Another thing that it does is it elevates um, the PCB from the mount so that you can have clearance for wires, components on the bottom of your PCB, uh, and you can route different components under here. Uh, so that's really neat. All right, let's take a look at another one here. This is a, a Pi Badge camera. It's a thermal camera. And this one uh, has a completely different uh, style of enclosure. You have a top here and a bottom here that kind of get snapped. They kind of clamp this uh, this frame and this back cover here. So let's go ahead and try to um, take it apart. So I'll take the, the top off. And if you get a look inside there, you can kind of see the PCB mount. It's purple as well. Uh, let's turn the bottom off as well. Now you can see here how these two pieces are, are uh, clamping this frame to the cover. And uh, the cover has like this, this bit of a snap fit feature and there's like a nub here that, uh, that houses it and keeps it nice and secured when the two pieces are snapped on the top and the bottom. So I'll go ahead and hide the, um, the body frame and just stare at, the, uh, at these parts here. So what's cool about this, um, this particular mount is that I'm also using some um, additional hardware uh, these M25 um, standoffs. So if you need to have standoffs going this way and that way, a good way to avoid support material is to just have external standoffs. And that's, uh, you know, you can have your standard sizes here and um, make your PCBs uh, 
um, you know, multi-dimensional like they are here. So this is really cool. Uh, there's some strategic uh, support beams that are placed here. So like this one right here is placed there so that the battery has a little bit of extra uh, support to house there. And then you'll notice that this side doesn't have anything um, because that's where the speaker is going to go. But it is elevated away from any of the components. And you can see here that the, we have access to like uh, some, some header pins here so that we can have wiring and stuff come there. Uh, another thing that's uh, interesting about this particular one is let's go ahead and hide the cover and just show that there's actually no screws being used uh, to secure the, the, uh, the PCB of the Pi badge itself. It just has these nubs. So if I hide the, uh, the components, you can see that there are these, these nubs that just are built into these, these uh, standoffs. And the way that it is being secured is with these four standoffs here. And these do have holes all the way through. And then we just use some long screws that will attach to the, uh, the covering here. So that's why there's holes there because um, it uh, houses that whole piece there. So this is a, a different way and a different approach uh, to pretty much the same concept where you have a PCB mount that, ha you know, that secures uh, some components. In this case, it's securing just two of them. Um, but yeah, that's how this one's working. Let's take a look at another one here. This one is a nice uh, retro-inspired enclosure, and it uses uh, the Pi Portal, the Pi Portal from Adafruit. So if you look here, um, we have some buttons at the top here, and these buttons are actually um, soldered to these PCBs. And then we have that purple frame. I'm, I've got this purple frame going on here. So let's go ahead and hide the frame. And then uh, we can see how these two snap, these three pieces snap fit to the frame. Uh, we have a front screen and a covering. And here's our, our button plate, is what I called it. Um, and then I'll hide some of the components here like that. So what's interesting about this one is that um, it's, it doesn't have any external standoffs, um, but it, it does have these on the corner. There's something in the middle here and really what's going on with this one is that because they're buttons, they're going to have a lot of force applied to them. So this bottom piece here uh, kind of keeps it sturdy and makes it more um, durable so that when you're pressing it, it's not flexing a lot. Uh, so that's why I have this additional piece here. But it does have mounting holes, and the mounting holes are uh, a little bit baked into uh, this, this beam here. Um, but that's how that works. And um, yeah, there's like zero clearance from the surface, the bottom surface of the PCB and the top surface of this PCB mount. Uh, they don't have to have clearance. They could be right, you know, sandwiched into each other, spe uh, specifically for a project that needs, um, you know, uh, this specific uh, joint here. You notice I don't have any hardware modeled into here, um, but you can easily see the distance between them is six millimeters. And that's a pretty standard size for uh, a standoff. Uh, which is what I actually use here. It's just some external standoffs. Uh, a Phillips pan head goes up here, hex nut at the bottom. Same thing here, uh, screw in here, hex nut at the bottom. And uh, that seems to work out really well. So if you just need something to keep your, uh, your components uh, in place, uh, this PCB mount is a good way to do it. All right, let's take a look at one more example and then we'll actually build one uh, from scratch. So this is another pipe portal. It's the smaller version of the pipe portal. Uh, not the smaller version, but just like the classic Pi Portal. It comes in three different sizes. So, so this one uh, is a bit more of a compact shape, um, compact enclosure. Um, so it's got that same kind of like you got the frame, you got a front and a back cover. So let's go ahead and hide these and see in the inside. Here's the back. 
And then here is the uh, the front. It's a little bit difficult for me to remember the structure here, the naming of it anyway. And then you can see here how it's working. So we have these components that are kind of floating. The floating components are, um, they get tied to uh, the back cover here. So I'll hide the battery. Uh, I can't hide it that way. Hide the battery, hide the speaker, hide the, um, the panel mounted switch. Let's hide the frame as well. And then we can just focus on the PCB mount itself. So the interesting bit about this one is that the PCB mount is really just securing this power boost uh, circuit. And what's cool about it is the shape is a bit of a maze looking thing. And that's really so that it avoids intersecting any of the onboard components. There's quite a bit here. There are a micro SD card, you got the Wi-Fi module, you got these uh, ID box headers, connectors, buzzy things, stemma connectors. And to keep it low profile, or at least semi-low profile, um, I had to draw it in this sort of strange maze way. That way I could avoid any of these uh, components. So this was uh, a little bit more of a, of a, you know, really think about where the, the, um, the shape should go. So uh, you can do that. <laughs> you can spend your time uh, making it look like a maze. <laughs> so the way this one works is it has um, very little clearance between the PCB mount and the second uh, PCB here. Uh, it's about two millimeters or so. Um, but because uh, we, can, we could just use like a, a hex nut instead of a standoff, I think that's what I did here. I used the hex nut in between this and the screw. That way it elevates a little bit. Um, but we don't have to. We could always just have it flat on there if we need to. But really the main thing that's different about this one from the other ones is that, yeah, it has a weird shape because there's components on there and I want it to be a little bit more profile, a low profile. If uh, th that wasn't a concern and you had a plenty of room to work with, well, then you probably don't need this shape, you know. But this was quite interesting. I thought I'd share that because it is in a nice little tight package. Um, yeah, so that works really well. And uh, these standoffs actually get tied into uh, the main frame of the case this guy here so you can see it has these built-in uh, tabs here and uh, they uh, this PCB mount gets uh, fastened and, and secured to those tabs and then you have this frame and then you can uh, snap the uh, the back and the front on and it has those uh, you know it has those snap fit features that I've uh, grown to uh, to use in everything and you can see those nubs there all the clearance error too. So that is a, a good a good insight look at a couple of different projects that all have the same sort of a PCB mount. Um, so again, it's really beneficial, uh, really, if you want to um, make a if you just need to do small edits to the PCB frame to the PCB mount, and then just uh, you know keep the same enclosure. Um, there are some other things that I that I kind of want to talk about. Um, now that I've looked at some of these uh, features here, you'll be like, why is that cut? There are some things that you want to look out for. Um, I think in, which one was it? It was in one of these where I like cut here, this one, for example. So the Pi badge, for example, shows a good, you can, you can really customize it so that you uh, aren't intersecting any of the components. So uh, let me figure out how to better show this off. Um, let me hide this metal ball button. So for example, these PCBs, 
um, these PCB mounts have, you know, they, they have to accommodate for components that are on board the, uh, the PCB. In this case, um, we have this uh, little built-in buzzer that is on the back of the, uh, of the Pi badge. And I created a little cut here. Uh, you can see that flat surface there just to accommodate, you know, clearance for uh, that. So if you are making something, you just want to make sure that uh, your, your PCBs have enough clearance. Your components on board the PCB have enough clearance away from uh, any of the uh, standoffs here. So just thought I'd throw that in there. All right. So now that I've shown you, you know, some examples of real world, these are real projects that are really 3D printed. And they have real learn guides. So you can check those out. I'll have them in the link in the description. But now let's go ahead and make a, you know, uh, PCB mount from scratch. So I'll go ahead and save this out because I'm going to be using some external parts. And uh, I'll go ahead and call it PCB mount LDL. So the first thing I like to do is create a new component and just call it whatever. <laughs> Let's go ahead and create a sketch. And uh, depending on you know your project, you can pick whichever plane you want to have it. Uh, so I'm going to put it on the floor plane just because I'm used to it. And what I'll do is I'll go ahead and bring up our user parameter window and start sketching out some, uh, some, some likely things that we'll have. We'll definitely have a width. Let's say it's 60. We'll have a length. Let's say it's uh, 60 as well. We'll have a thickness. So this is going to be the thickness of our PCB mount and you know thickness of our standoffs as well. So I'll do 1.5. Um, I normally do a gap. Um, we might not use one, but hey, have it here. How about some M3 screws, M3 hole? Um, I tend to make them a little bit bigger than three millimeters. 3.5 is my deal. And I think that's it. That's all we need right there. So I'll hit OK. Next thing I'll do is uh, draw out a rectangle. And I'll go ahead and apply some of those user parameters there. So this will be the width. And then this right here will be the, uh, the length. Now, what I like to do is like to center my, my sketches uh, with the origin. So this little dot here in the center is our origin. So one way to do that is to use construction line. So I'll use the line tool. And uh, I'll start on this top here, making sure that uh, I get that triangle icon. That lets me know that I'm in the, uh, that I have a mid point constraint if I click on that dot there. And then I'll go into the center. And then the last line here, I'll roll over this edge here and then bam, right in the center, I get that triangle. That lets me know it's in the center, click it. Now all I gotta do is hit escape and then select these two lines that we created. Hold down shift to select both of them. And then right here in the top it says horizontal vertical and that'll constrain it so it's horizontal and vertical. Excellent. So now if I ever change this, if I ever change these guys, um, the uh, the sketch will um, will update with it, but stay retained and constrained to the center origin. Um, one of the things I like to do though is turn it into a construction line. So these two lines, holding down Shift again, just hit X on my keyboard or this little icon here that says construction, and that'll make it so that it is a dotted line and not creating those intersections. So now I just have one profile. Excellent. The next thing I want to do is uh, start uh, making some. Uh, some circles in each of these four corners. So I'll make one, just one, and then I'll say M3 hole because that's the size I want. Now that I have that, it's locked in there already. Um, it just has that that uh, M3 hole user parameter. It's locked. I can't move it, which is great. Now what I'll do, instead of having to draw it three more times, I have it selected. I'll bring up my sketch toolbox and I'll say mirror. I'm going to mirror that. Mirror lines, we can actually use those construction lines that we built uh, to mirror. So I'll do that. So now I'll hit OK. I'll select those two new circles now. 
And let's do another mirror, but this time we'll select this line going horizontally. Hit OK. Now I have those four lines. Excellent. You know what I forgot to do is I forgot to add an offset. So let me do an offset next. Um, so now that uh, I hit the O on my keyboard, which is the hotkey for offset, and that means I can create an offset um, for this this guy here. So I'll say um, thickness. That's our user parameter that we set up. And hit OK. So now I have that. I have these two series of circles, one that's in the actual hole, and then one that will be kind of the outer um, hole for our standoff. So now that I have that, I'll select that one thing again and kind of run through the same process. Um, it would have been easier if we just did this in the beginning. Um, so I have that, do another mirror, and then select these two outside circles, and um, the mirror line will be this one here. We can preview it before we hit OK. All right, so now we have our our eight circles, and uh, I think we're ready to start extruding. Um, maybe not yet. So next we've got to figure out uh, where do we want our, our, our component, and what component should we put in here? Well, I have this feather, NRF52840, uh, the feather sense, so I think I'll use this one, and I'll bring it in there. Um, so it depends on your project where you want to position your, your components. But uh, for this one, I'm just kind of freeballing it. So I'll start with one circle. I'll say like right over here. And I'll give it that M3 hole um, user parameter. Now that I've placed it, there's nothing constraining it to anywhere. So I can just drag it, move it wherever I want. But I need to start figuring out where to place it. So what I'll do is I'll say I want this circle to be a certain distance away from this. I'm applying a sketch dimension. So let's say 10 for the sake of simplicity. And then from this center of the circle to this edge, let's do another 10. Excellent. Um, at this point, we can create four circles. It depends on your PCB, right? This one has four mounting holes uh, in a rectangular uh, order. And uh, I'll just go ahead and just use that one. Yeah. I'm still thinking in my head, like with the order of it. I think I'll go ahead and just do them uh, all here, all four of them. So I'll get another circle here, M3 hole. And then uh, what I'll do here is I want to actually draw a line that connects this circle to this circle. And then you can see here that I can move the other one. Oh, that was completely wrong. I don't know why I did that. But I deleted that line, and now I can drag this and then drop it on there. And hopefully that will stay locked in there. OK, so now it's locked in there. Cool. I want this to be straight across, so I'll apply that horizontal vertical constraint. And there, there it is. Let's give this an actual dimension. So click that line, apply a dimension. Uh, and let's, uh, for now, let's just say 10. I know it's not 10, but it's going to be something else. And then what we'll do is we'll create another circle using that same user parameter, M3 hole. And then we'll kind of follow the same suit. So line from the center of that, and then to, let's say, this one here. Select the line, constrain it horizontally or, or vertically. You can see here I can still move it, so that means I need to apply a sketch dimension to that line. Let's say 50 for now. Cool. That's a little bit too much. Let's go 40. And then we'll do our last circle, M3 again. And then I will connect it with the line. And one more up here. So then all I got to do is select these two lines, make them horizontally or vertically constrained. And that's it. And I have that. Now that I've done that, I now need to uh, do some offsets to these. I wish Fusion would let me select multiple um, sketches, but I can't. So instead of putting one, let's put that thickness, offset, 
thickness, offset, thickness. Guess what? Offset, thickness. Now we have that. Sweet. So now that we have that, we should reference our actual component and figure out what are the actual distances between these mounting holes. Best way to do that is with the inspection tool. Hotkey for that is I for inspection. So I'll select uh, this circle here, this mounting hole, and then I'll select this mounting hole here, and that gives me the distance. If you look here in the results area, we have distance and then minimum distance. You want the distance. So I'll double click that. Double clicking that will actually copy that to your clipboard. Um, UX wise, you don't get a, on the Mac, you don't get a, a visual cue that it's been copied. So other than just the tooltip going away. So with that in my keyboard, in my, I don't even know what the number is. I'm just going to hit paste and that's the number. Yay. And then we'll go back in here, um, into the, uh, into the feather, hit I on my keyboard, click on that and then click on this circle. And then they'll give me the distance here. So it's 45.72. So come back in here, let's double click on this um, sketch dimension and just paste that. We weren't too far off. So now we can kind of start fine tuning um, our distance from our original mounting hole and everything else will just kind of follow. So let's say we want this to be six and this to be eight. You can see that's working there. Now that we have that set up, it you know, you want to spend some time here organizing and cleaning up your sketch dimensions because there's a lot going on here and we're just going to keep adding more stuff to it. So it really is helpful to clean up before it becomes too messy. Um, so for example, one thing I could do is move this over here and push this one this way and then just have these guys out here. So I have easy access to them. Um, like, come on fusion, please bear with me. All right. So then this one and then this one out here, that's cool. I think that's about all we should do there. And then I'll hit, Okay, so here's what's going on. We have this frame, but nothing is connecting this rectangle to our outer rectangle. So we need some way to uh, to connect them. So what I'll do is I'll just grab a line and let's say I just want it to be in the center here and maybe straight out over here. Same thing over here. We'll do uh, this side uh, to that side and let's go ahead and do this bottom as well. I, I like the midpoint constraints. They don't have to be, but they just are. Um, they, they, they just work better this way, I think. And then right there. Uh, and you'll notice that they are already white, the lines, meaning that they don't have a dimension because they are being driven with um, the dimensions already applied to uh, the, uh, the, the inner frame here, the inner uh, rectangle. So that's why they don't have any dimensions. You don't need them because they will change as you change the positioning of stuff. For example, if I change the six over here to 10, you'll see that it is just flowing with it. So that's really cool. We'll leave it like that now. Okay, so now that we have this and we're happy with uh, our main sketch, we should start extruding stuff. So one of the things is that, you know, you can't extrude uh, a single line uh, in the solid workspace, you actually have to go to the surface workspace. So with this uh, surface workspace, we have an extrude here that's specifically for extruding surfaces. So you, with this extrude, you can extrude just lines. So I'm gonna go ahead and select these lines, just the lines, not the circles. Um, and once I have them selected, I can start extruding like that. And you can see them that they look like that. So at this point, we wanna use the thickness um, 
user parameter that we set up and hit OK. And if we bring open our bodies, you'll notice that they are not bodies, but they're named body. They are surfaces, so they're not, um, they don't have any thickness yet. So to give them a thickness, we can use the, uh, the thickness command. It's under modify. It used to be under modify. Now it's under something else. So, ah, it's under create, thicken. If you can't find it, hit the letter S key and then type in thicken. We're going to use uh, this one here, the top one. And what you want to do is select uh, in the uh, in the browser window. You can just select one, hold down shift, select the last one. That used to work. Now it doesn't. So let's do that first and then hit thicken. It's this one. And look, it's already thick. Excellent. So what I'll do is change the direction from one-sided because uh, if it's one side, you can see kind of the effect that it's doing here. I kind of like this to be direction symmetric so that it is symmetrically being thickened. And I will apply our thickness, but I need to divide that by two because we're going thickness on this side and that side. So that's actually double our thickness. So I want to take half of our thickness so that our full thickness is one and a half millimeters. So I get a little preview of that, make sure that the operation is set to new body, and just hit OK. Now what Fusion will do is hide all the surfaces and give me a new body. So this is a solid body now. You can add all sorts of features to it and things, and that's what we're going to start to do. So let's go ahead and bring back our sketch because it got hidden automatically. And we're going to start doing is extruding with uh, not the surface, but the solid extrude. Now we can start switching over to back to solid, extrude, and let's go ahead and select all these circles. Now, because we have a bunch of these uh, lines <laughs> that intersect it, well, we kind of have to do a lot of selecting. So we basically have to select all of the, uh, the circles and the little pizza slices that came with it. If we have a bunch of them, it might make sense to create these circles in a, uh, in a different sketch. But if you do that, then you have to redraw some of the, uh, the core sketches that uh, is, is driving the positioning of these circles. So. Depending on how you want to spend your time, you can either spend your time drawing more sketches or just clicking. So now that we've uh, talked and <laughs> now that we have that, we can actually um, extrude it up. It's uh, default operations at the cut, so let's change it to join because that's what we want. And now we have that. So now this is where how tall do you want your standoffs to be? Um, in my case, I'm just going to go with six right now. Hit OK. So now that I have that, um, I need to actually create the holes next. So um, I could have, uh, you know, just not select the inner stuff, but uh, there could be some benefits to uh, having this be two separate features in the timeline. So I'm just selecting these inner circles here. They are split into two pieces here, like a little Pac-Man, a little pie. So I just have to select those. And then uh, we'll start extruding them to create our holes. All right, and one thing I like to do here with this is um, I'll change the extent from distance to object and then just select any of the top surfaces here on any of these uh, standoffs that we built. The operation automatically switches to cut, which is actually what we do want, and then uh, we'll hit OK. So there is our PCB mount. Looking awesome here. Sweet. One of the things I like to do is to bring back the sketch, right click, and say show dimensions. With this now, we can actually um, play and change the, uh, the sketch dimensions without having to drive into the sketch. So let's say I want to push this over to the right. I'll change this 10 to 20, and you'll see it automatically get updated like right away, which is super cool.
hit it back to 10, and that's looking really cool. Now, what we can also do is open up our user parameter window and start playing around with the, uh, the width and length. So let's say you want to make this bigger at 100. And you can see it's stretching out there, and then 100, and it's stretching out there even more. Because the way we set it up and the way we drew it, um, this is able to flow with the outer frame because of the constraints that we applied to them. So that's really cool. This can be really helpful too. Uh, but mainly, if you wanted to have a enclosure and you wanted to have it fixed to this size, then we could just play around with the internal stuff here, and um, the internal stuff will change, and nothing on the outside will change. So that's really powerful. Um, let's say we want this one here to be like 12. You can see it there. So we just do this all day, right? Figuring out. It really depends on your project. Where do you want this thing? All right, so the next thing I'll do is let's go ahead and probably bring in the actual PCB itself. So you do have to save this out in order to bring in an external component. Uh, I'll look for it here in my browser. Here's the feather. Right-click, insert into current document. Um, you need to hit cancel because it's going to put it in uh, the component. I don't want it in there. I want it on the outside. So I'll activate the root of our assembly and then uh, right-click, insert into current document. And I'll bring it outside of the component. One of the things I really recommend doing is before you just import and hit OK, make sure you position it where you want it to be or where you'd like it to be. So I probably want my USB port to be somewhere around here. So looking at it, I will uh, rotate it this way. My mouse is acting a little bit weird, sorry. I'll rotate it this way and then uh, move it kind of in place. doesn't have to be perfect, just kind of in place, right? I like doing this because if you were to just hit OK and it's not in the, in the uh, orientation you want, uh, when you apply a joint to it, it'll you'll have to have a lot of offsets and a lot of angles, and that can get a little bit futzy. So I'll hit OK. You see in my timeline, all that's in there is just this one import. There's no capture position or anything like that because I have already positioned it before I appended it. So the next thing I want to do is I need to apply a joint. So I can use the, uh, the hotkey J to apply a joint. And what I want to do is I want to select this bottom circle here on one of the mounting holes. And then uh, the closest one here is this one. So I'll select this top uh, circle here. And you can see that uh, Fusion just drops it down. Now you'll notice that the components that were on board are floating around there. That's because I haven't hit OK yet. And uh, Fusion just won't, uh, won't do that until you hit OK. So if everything's right, um, you just hit OK. And all those, uh, all those components will, will hopefully go back to it. So now we have that. So now uh, if we just click and drag, you can see that it's all joined together and it's all moving, right? Let's go ahead and hit uh, revert the positioning. And there we go. Now we can bring back the sketch and we can bring back our user parameters and you know start playing with the, uh, the numbers again. 60 here, 60 here. And you can see here, uh, obviously we can start to break the design if uh, we're not careful. You can see here that it's, uh, it kind of just merges in with it, with uh, the, the beam there. But that's pretty neat. Um, and depending on how you want your components positioned, you'll definitely need to st strategically place your uh, your lines. Uh, but this gives you an idea of uh, of it. Let's do 80, 80, 60. Yeah, so that's looking cool. And then again, you can just come in here and say you want this to be more over there. You can push that over there if you want. So that's pretty cool. And uh, if you want to, you know, change the uh, the thickness or the the length of, uh, you know, the height of your standoffs, uh, you can do that by just going into whatever feature created it. Uh, let's say we want like 
12. Um, because we used um, distance to object when we created the hole, um, it, uh, it creates the hole with it. So that's cool. Hide the sketch if you want to see down there. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Another cool thing is like if you just need to, you know, have uh, a plate that has all of your components mounted to it, just printing this plate out saves so much time than having to print a whole bottom piece with like several layers that could take several hours to print. This can take like 20 minutes, if that. So that's really cool. Some other things you could do is I guess you could apply some fillets, you know, to these these corners here just to kind of give them uh, a little bit more smooth edges to them. You don't have to do that. I, I, I do that sometimes. Um, other times I don't. It really depends on the project and uh, aesthetically if you want that or not, but it, it does look kind of better. I like it with these fillets here instead of these sharp corners um, like that. There's two more down here. But that's pretty much uh, the, the, the workflow for creating a PCB mount. I mean, you could have... Uh, you could have uh, brought in the sketch first, or brought in the component first, and then projected uh, edges into that. But um, I just think it's it's easier if you draw out all the holes, all the mounting holes and standoffs, and then uh, uh, then add your thing. But uh, either way, you could do it either way. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and. Uh, open up our uh, appearance window because you can and under plastic under the uh, translucent folder there's a nice assortment of different colors i like the matte stuff maybe give this uh, a blue and then right click edit and then make it purple because that's the way it should be <laughs> purple there we go that looks really cool so that's uh an insight onto how to and why to use some PCB mounting plates for your projects. I tend to do this quite a bit now. Not every project is going to benefit from this, but I think a good majority of them do. Uh, that's why I continue to uh, use this design method. So there you have it. Let me know if you folks found this useful, if you have any questions, if you want me to dive in a little bit deeper, I'm totally happy to do that. But that's going to be it. Don't forget about the links in the description of this video. Until next time, folks, remember to stay safe and to make a great day. Bye, folks.